Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the show. Today, the amazing Brittany Runcon is joining me on the show. She was my client just a few months ago, and so I got to know her better as we worked together. And she's just a really incredible podcast strategist, but she's also a mom to three boys and a full-time teacher. And so I really wanted to have her on the show because for the month of May, we're doing something special where I'm really highlighting the experience of being a mompreneur and sharing tips that fellow moms will be able to relate to. And so I just really wanted to have her share her experience and, you know, how even with everything she has going on in life, it's been possible for her to be a teacher, prioritize her family as a mom, and still run her amazing business too. In case you've never heard of Brittany before, I want to share her bio with you. Brittany Rincon is a boy mom to three, a lover of a strong cafe con leche, and a podcast strategist. She founded Hello Podcast Media, a podcast launch and management boutique agency that helps women entrepreneurs, especially women of color, use the power of audio to align their podcasts to their content marketing and streamline their podcast content creation process. After nearly a decade in the classroom and a doctorate degree in education, Brittany started a podcast to share her own experiences with other educators. What started out as a passion project quickly turned into something larger with a growing audience signing on with a popular podcast network for educators and countless people asking, how did you do that? As an educator at heart, Brittany started helping others launch their own podcasts in order to make a larger impact on their communities. In less than a year, Brittany had helped bring to life over 25 new podcasts and knew she had created something worth developing. She founded Hello Podcast Media in order to help women, especially women of color, use their voices as the center of their marketing strategies by providing launch support, podcast monthly management, and private podcast creation. Hello Podcast Media is a full-service podcast management company providing women with analytics, podcast content development, and so much more to make their podcast dreams a reality. And so, as you can tell by that bio, Brittany is awesome, and we're just going to talk all about kind of what helps her, you know, manage all of these things she has going on as a mom. And, you know, she really is a beautiful example of the fact that you can be a mom and run an amazing business and have a full-time job and you don't have to be perfect or have it all figured out to be successful. Hey y'all, I'm Maya Palmer, a brand and website designer who empowers nonprofits and small businesses to meet their growth goals and your host for the Life Beyond Business podcast. My own questions about genuine community and leadership in the entrepreneur space inspired me to create this podcast so that we can learn together. In our online business world, it's so easy to let comparison, competition, and the daily hustle keep us from truly getting to know each other as real people outside of entrepreneurship. So I'm sharing my experiences and sitting down with leaders I admire to chat about what they're learning in life and how those lessons have impacted their businesses. Here, you'll learn about life and business from a fresh, relatable perspective that typical how-to content doesn't offer. Let's explore how you can lead an intentional life grow your business, and make a positive impact while you're at it. From lighthearted conversations to opening up about our struggles, each episode honors our unique life experiences. Ready to be inspired? Come join the conversation. I saved you a seat. Hey, Brittany, thank you so much for joining me on the show. Why don't we start out with you just telling everyone about your amazing business and 
kind of how your love for podcasting and supporting female entrepreneurs came about. Yeah, so that's a really fun story. So like you mentioned, I am a teacher. I've been a classroom teacher for about 10 years now. And I actually started my own podcast a couple of years ago for other educators. I had noticed that my story was a little different. I have like a different path to education mm-hmm. and just my perspective alone, being a teacher of color in the classroom, you know, I wanted to share my own views on education with other educators on how to be a teacher leader. So I created a show. And after I started the show, it quickly grew. And people were asking me, like, how did you do that? How did you start a podcast? How did you, you know, join this like network at the time? So I think from there, I started helping other educators one on one. And, you know, I helped a colleague with her podcast and then it grew to people I didn't know. And then I started charging for it. And then next thing you know, I have a business <laughs> that I didn't really intend to do. My vision was always to be an educator and to stay in education, you know, for the long haul. Um, but once I started helping other people with their shows, I realized how much I loved it. It was just something new to learn. And I am, you know, I am a teacher, so I love to teach. And whether it's students or adults, like I really enjoy it. So once I did that, I actually started a course um, to help other people start their own show. And then that grew into my agency right now. So now I, I do manage monthly podcasts. So I help people with their editing, with their marketing, with all of the content that kind of goes around there as well as strategy. And that's really what Hello Podcast Media does today. So we work with other female entrepreneurs and they're not just in the education space. I have some clients who are outside doing other things as well, which I love to learn other niches. And yeah, that's pretty much like how I got here. It was really just a lot of like random turns, I guess, that has led me to this today. I never would have thought I would be an entrepreneur and have my own business and have employees. But here we are and I'm loving every minute of it. Yeah, I love that you kind of took something that you were passionate about and, you know, you did it first because you loved it. People noticed how great you are at it. So then they wanted your help. And then, like you said, you're like, hey, I have a business here. I'm curious, was it common when you started your podcast for teachers to have podcasts? Was that like a trend or how did that come about? Yeah, it was during COVID. So I think there were definitely other podcasters in the space, like other educators. Mm -hmm. But because of COVID, podcasting just really exploded. A lot more people were starting to listen to podcasts. So even before COVID, I was not an avid podcast listener. I mean, maybe like one here and there, like a good true crime one, like my husband and I will listen to on road trips, Mm -hmm. but it really was not part of my daily routine. And once I realized that I couldn't find a show that related to my unique experience that I had to start Mm -hmm. my own. And I think a lot of people even now are realizing the same thing. Like they're using podcasting to build their own brands, to build their businesses, and also to fill a void because they're really even though there are a lot of podcasts out there that are still popping up every day, there really aren't as many podcasts as there are YouTube channels or vlogs, right? So people are still, even though it's not new and it is growing really rapidly, it's still something awesome to just jump right into right now. Yeah, that's awesome. And for everybody listening, Brittany was my client just a few months ago. So I was curious because when you reached out, you were the first teacher that I knew of having a podcast, but I know you had kind of mentioned the teacher leader movement um, to me. So I wasn't sure like how that came about, but that makes sense that during COVID, uh, people would want to connect that way more. Yeah, I've helped a lot of educators start shows 
I think after COVID, they've realized that there's a lot of ways they can market their experience and their expertise. Mm -hmm. So there are starting a lot of, you know, online businesses. So I, I think it definitely has reached the world of education, but there are definitely some big shows out there in the niche that um, have been around for a while, I would say. But it's always, I mean, I always say like any day is a good day to start a podcast. <laughs> yeah, definitely. One thing I know you've shared about kind of your love for education and, you know, deciding to start your own podcast, but I'd also love to know what's one life experience that's shaped you as a leader and what you value just in general, and it can be anything you want to share, big or small. Yeah, I think, and I love this question. I was really thinking about it because obviously I think over the last few years, like everyone's life has really changed and shaped us. And, you know, I'm no different than anyone else in that pool. So when I actually had my last son in late 2019, so Mm -hmm. I was on maternity leave into 2020. And yes, so I had this like brand new four month old baby boy. And I was home with all of my kids and I was teaching remotely. And I was really struggling to kind of navigate that balance of like still being a new mom, even though he was my third. Mm. Um, My second and my third are about eight years apart. So it's been it had been a while. (laughs) So I think that experience has really shaped me because Honestly, I if it did I think if COVID didn't happen, like I can't like obviously know this for sure, but I feel like mm-hmm. if it didn't happen, I wouldn't be where I am today. Like I would not be an entrepreneur. I would have really kept going in the path that I thought I was going to that I was meant for, that I was going down. And it really just completely changed the trajectory and like what I value and what my priorities are. Mm-hmm. Really going through that experience. And I think it was just a combination of like him being a baby me being home and me realizing that I wanted something different. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people listening will be able to relate to that story too. Life changed a lot just really quickly, but at the same time, being home, having different routines kind of got us out of the norm and said, okay, maybe if I wanted to do something different, I could. Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like now the conversation around, you know, online businesses and freelancing look different than they did two years ago. Yeah, definitely. I love that. So I obviously being home during COVID wasn't easy. And then you went back into being in the actual classroom, but you had your business on top of that. And it's been really growing. And just knowing you over the past couple months, you've seen a lot of growth. So I'd love to know what's the hardest part of kind of balancing being a mom and having a full-time job and then also having this blossoming business. Well, it's hard. (laughs) I think the hardest part of it is just thinking that I figured it out and not like really figured it out, but thinking like I have a routine down and a schedule down Mm -hmm. and then things change. You know, I have to be super flexible about it. And I think anyone that's running a business or working full time, well, you know, like any combination of the three, it's always hard to really manage your time. And making sure like you're doing everything. But like Mm -hmm. I have learned the reality is I'm not going to be 100% at everything all the time. Mm -hmm. And that's been hard for me. (laughs) I'm definitely like a type A person. I'm really organized. I've always been like a little bit of an overachiever. And that has been a big like eye-opening experience for me to know that like there are some things I don't need to either put 110% into because it's really just not that necessary, like grocery shopping. Like I don't have to do it. (laughs) And I've like delegated a lot more, you know, home stuff to my Mm -hmm. husband and my kids because I do have two kids who are old enough to kind of manage a lot of things that I used to manage. 
Um, so mm-hmm. that has been like really the hardest part is just like making sure I'm not neglecting any area of my life, but I've learned to really like balance it. Not fully. I have, I mean, right now, I know you and I were talking before we hit record. I just moved. So we're currently um, in a rental before we make a big move to a whole nother state. So my life is like completely upside down right now. Like we are not in our normal space, but we're making it work, you know, and everyone's like pulling their weight and I'm my business is still going. So I'm still taking client calls. I'm still working on, you know, podcasts and, and even um, onboarding new clients. And, you know, things are just still moving. Um, I've got I've learned to use a co-working space <laughs> while we're in transition. And yeah, just like every day is a new day. And I, I want to make sure that I'm still moving forward and still like making sure I'm making progress with my business, but also like spending time with my kids while they're still little because they won't be little forever. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, I'm the youngest of three and it's like crazy how fast you grow up and then you're like, we were just kids yesterday. Oh my goodness. So um we're actually staying in my in the house that I grew up in right oh, now. Really? Yeah. So, so um cool. I know. So like my my father usually rents it out. He's like in between renters mm-hmm. and we're so we're staying in the house I grew up in. So seeing my kids in the house that I grew up in is like giving me all of the feelings. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm sure. I know. It's just so fun, you know. And again, even though it's temporary, and we know like there's an end date, like we will eventually move. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's hard in the moment to just not be in your own space and you're in your own schedule, but yeah. we're making it work. We're making it work. <laughs> and also I want to go back to something else you said, because I think there's really good advice there that you're just like embracing the fact that you can't be 110% at everything all the time and you have to be flexible. But at the same time, you can still move forward without having everything perfectly figured out. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I was listening to another podcast and I wish I knew who said this, but she was talking about how we have all of these things that we do. And honestly, Mm -hmm. if you just created a to do list, like you would never get through it. But like there are things on that list that you can automate. There are things on that list that you could delegate. There are things on that list that you don't have to do. Mm -hmm. And honestly, ever since I heard that episode, and again, I wish I knew who, who said this, but after I heard that, that's really where like something clicked and changed for me. And that's really mm-hmm. right after that, I, I hired my first employee and I realized it's true. I don't have to be doing all of these things. And that has made such a huge difference in not only my business, but my personal life as well. And it was like one of the best things I've ever done. Yeah, that's awesome. I actually have a question on my list here about that because you're someone who I've noticed in working with you is really good at delegating. So why don't we go ahead and talk about that? Like, how do you decide what you're going to handle and what you want to delegate? And like, how did you know when it was time to start hiring and stuff like that? Well, I honestly, like after I listened to that podcast episode I was mentioning, like, and she was talking about you know, you don't have to do it all. I was like, you're right. I don't. (laughs) I need someone to help. Um, But honestly, it's just a lot of trial and error. Like I had no idea what I was doing. Mm -hmm. You know, I knew I needed help, but I didn't know where and what area of my business. And I didn't know really like the whole process. So I did reach out to a mentor that I have and she was able to kind of like guide me a little bit on that. And I realized like my first step to really like help me organize everything mm-hmm. was a VA. So I hired mm-hmm. a, a VA and um, then from there I hired someone else to help me with podcast editing 
mm-hmm. in the agency. And like those two hires were really instrumental in like giving me back my time so that I had the time to market my own business and grow it that way. But also learning how to work with someone else, especially remotely, mm-hmm. um, was new for me. You know, that's something new. Like I have clients that I work with, but having someone that was working with me in my business was a whole nother like ballpark, a whole nother mm-hmm. area. So, I mean, I definitely learned a lot from it. There are things that I would change and not do the same. Um, and there are things that, you know, worked out really well. And I'm really glad to like make those relationships with people that I work with. And I also understand that like my business is my baby, not mm-hmm. their baby. So I understand too, like, we are working in this project together. It might not be forever. That's okay. But there are things that we're going to learn from one another and we're going to value the experience and the time that we have together while we're working towards the same the same goal, even if it's short term or long term. Yeah, that's really interesting. I think it sounds like with your first hires, you did a really good job of saying, like, what's my zone of genius here? And then also, what can I have someone else do? Or like, even if it's something that you could do yourself, like podcast editing, you knew that it can be kind of time consuming and someone else could probably do it as well. Oh, definitely. I think, you know, between having someone help me on that end of my business and then someone helping me kind of organize some of the smaller details that you really don't see, like that behind Mm -hmm. the scenes stuff, like email marketing or scheduling social media posts, you know, like calendar updates, those type of things that are, they don't seem time consuming in the moment, but they are if you're tracking your time and you see that, you know, I'm running this business after, after my, you know, daytime job. So I don't, even if I think I have 10 minutes to spare to -hmm. schedule a couple posts, I really don't. I could be using that time on something that's more valuable to grow the business, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that's really wise. And especially like you just said, you know, with the fact that you're working full time and then you come home at night and you need to be with your family and run your business. I think it really does force you to say, okay, what do I actually have time for? Oh, yeah. And also, what do I enjoy? Yes. (laughs) Like, that's a big question, too. Like, I, I know there's things that I probably can still hand off. I'm just not ready to. Mm -hmm. And then I also take that same attitude with the people that work for me. So I went to my VA recently, like we have our weekly meeting. Mm -hmm. And I said, like, what do you like doing? You know, like, I'm kind of giving you a little bit of everything. And you know, she's like learning the ropes. And I'm like, what do you enjoy? What do you not enjoy? So like, when we think about we're actually going to be looking to hire um, someone else soon. And I'm like, what do you like doing? What do you not like? What do you think? What's the next role do you think that we should be looking for, you know, to free up her plate? And that was a really great conversation because I don't think anyone's ever asked her that because I do want so that I grow, she grows as well Mm -hmm. in whatever she decides to do next as you know, so that was like a great conversation to have when thinking about the future of the business. Yeah, thank you for sharing that because I think that's something we forget about a lot often too, like what do you we enjoy what do our team members enjoy and I actually white label for another designer and a sister with her work and she asked me that question recently and it was the first time someone had asked me that too but I think it kind of helps you take a step back and say like okay maybe this person should focus on this and we can have someone else do this so it really is a great question to stop and think for yourself and for others. Yeah you know your your team is you have to treat your team like gold. 
because mm-hmm. they're the, going to be the people with you through the clients. You know, clients do come and go and the people that are on your team, you are going to create this culture and you want this culture because it's going to happen regardless, right? It's either going to yeah. be a positive working environment or not. Yeah. And you do want to think about making sure that everyone that's working with you is happy. <laughs> Definitely. So I want to jump back into talking about being a mompreneur a little bit more. And because you did mention, you know, you work during the day, but when you come home, you know, your kids won't stay a little forever. So you are running this amazing business, but you also want to be present with them. But I'd also love to know what's your favorite part of being a mompreneur and like, do your kids know about your business and things like that? Yeah. So let me give you a little bit of backstory here. Um, My husband and I have three sons. Our oldest is 18. He'll actually mm-hmm. be 19 soon, probably by the time this episode goes live. And then our next son is 10 and our youngest is two and a half. So, I mean, we are in like all phases of childhood yeah. in our house. We are talking about college with the oldest. He's driving now. He has his first job. Mm-hmm. Then my 10 year old's in fourth grade and he's just all over the place and like adorable. But like, you know, too yeah. cool for mom, but like still needing me for little things. And then, you know, my baby's my baby. So um, <laughs> my favorite part is that like we do get to experience all of the phases all at once, but it's also the most exhausting part. I will say mm-hmm. that. And then, um, you know, definitely looking at my youngest, like my husband and I are like, this is it. Like we can't keep waiting 10 years to have kids. <laughs> like <laughs> he's our last one. Um, so like I really want to like soak up every single moment with him. Um, but because I know how fast it goes, like we're mm-hmm. looking at our older two and we're just like, oh, like, you know, they're getting older. They don't need us as much, mm-hmm. but they do know about the business. You know, my older two, they do. And um, I even asked our, my oldest, I was like, you want to learn how to do some podcast editing <laughs> like you want to help me out and he's like he's like yeah maybe like in the summer after I graduate I was like no I'm hiring someone today so sorry you missed that window <laughs> um but no he's excited he likes like learning about what I'm doing or when I talk about like clients mm-hmm. that I work with and what what they do in their businesses and he likes um like coming into my office and like just being there and just seeing the equipment like he does enjoy that part of it and I think they know that I'm doing this for them and that's really like the most important thing and it also makes it makes me excited because I'm really proud that they could look at me and see that like I'm like doing something for us Mm -hmm. um for our future and that I also that I love it you know like I love being in the teacher I love being a teacher but there is something really fulfilling about my business Mm -hmm. that it's mine, you know, like yeah. I have the control over it and I can set my hours. And if I don't want to work on Thursday, because Thursday's Boy Scout night, you know, <laughs> that's okay. So I, I, I think that's really what makes it so exciting for me is just being able to show them that there's other things out there. There's other paths of success out there. Mm-hmm. And I don't want them to feel like, you know, there's only one way of doing things. There's so many different opportunities for them. And I'm sure by the time like they're all grown, there's going to yeah. be like a million other jobs out there. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, I know it's a long answer, but. <laughs> no, that's great. That's amazing. I love that, um, you know, you do have such different kind of age groups with your kids, but that they can all see what you're doing and probably, well, you know, not your youngest yet, but probably your older two, you know, are taking different things from it based on where they are in life but I love that they can see how hard you're working and what you're doing for your family yeah my 10 year old likes to make YouTube videos so like Mm -hmm. for him he thinks what I'm doing is awesome (laughs) (laughs) 
That's so cute. Yeah, he likes to do those like toy reviews and like build Legos. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of videos out there with those toy reviews. They're getting a lot of traction. I know. And I'm like, he, you know, he wants to make one like all the time. I'm like, you have no idea how much editing goes into this one like <laughs> video. Like we're going to have to hold off. <laughs> oh, I know we talked about delegating and how that helps you kind of balance everything. Is there any other advice for moms that you'd like to share as far as kind of managing your time and your energy between your job and your family and your business? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing to remember is just like having really healthy boundaries mm-hmm. and in always. So like, for example, I made myself really available in my business during my like part-time hours, you know, they ended mm-hmm. up being like full-time after hours, you know, yeah. and I was really tracking it um, because I thought I needed to be everywhere at all times. So like I would make mm-hmm. my scheduler open all the time. Like, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm technically free every day after school, you know, from like four to nine. to like book a random slot with me to chat with me. And, you know, I realized that was not sustainable. So Mm -hmm. having really healthy boundaries. So now I only take, you know, new client discovery calls, you know, twice a week during a small window. And if it works Mm -hmm. for you, great. And if it doesn't, you know, I mean, maybe we could work out something, but I don't make that, you know, very widely available to anyone. So having those boundaries were important to me. And then I have nights where are like family nights and I don't do any work. And then, you know, I also use hours where my kids are sleeping. Oh. I'm more of like a really, really early person than a night night person. Mm -hmm. So like on Saturday morning before the kids come up or wake up, like I will try to get my work done during that like block of time. And I put Mm -hmm. it in my calendar and it's reoccurring so that I don't, you know, I set it as busy so I can't like get anything else booked during that time slot. And Mm -hmm. I found like setting those boundaries have been really great for me personally. And then also making sure that I separate out days where I'm going to be like camera facing and days where I'm just going to be like PJs and Mm -hmm. like no makeup and like, you know, all disheveled Um, and like Mm -hmm. separating out those days in my business as well has been really helpful for just like my mental health, like knowing like when I need to be more present and knowing when I can kind of be a little bit more of a hermit. Like I usually am a pretty Mm -hmm. introverted person and (laughs) that's kind of like my zone. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Like, I mean, that's why I like podcasting so much. (laughs) Yeah. So like kind of like, again, those like boundaries have been really helpful for me as a mom. And I think that's like the best advice I think I ever got when I was starting my business. It's just making sure, making sure that, you know, I really like plan as best I can, but like planning in blocks and not like in tiny 30 minute increments because I can't. 30 minutes is lost in a blink of an eye. Like when my son like spills his food on the floor, gone, like I'm cleaning for the next 30 minutes. So Setting in like nice chunks of time really also helps me as well. Yeah, that's really great advice. And I can relate to that even as someone who's not a mom. Like starting to set boundaries in my business was a total game changer for me. And then also with the calendar thing, yes, I'm learning that too. And I need to go like adjust mine because, you you know, you have that feeling like technically I'm available all these hours, but it really kind of does hurt you in the long run because then you're kind of, like your schedule is a little bit wacky where you have all of these random meetings where I love how you were able to say, okay, only these certain days and times am I going to talk to new clients? And then like you said, you know, be a little bit flexible if it doesn't work for someone, but that's not your first go-to. 
Yeah. And I'd be really honest. I probably have had like two people reach out and say like, these times really don't work for me. One was Mm -hmm. more recently. Someone reached out to me saying they were in Australia. So like Uh, the time difference, I was like, you know what? We'll make it work. Like, when are you up and when am I up? Like, let's, (laughs) Let's figure this out. But I would say like nine times out of 10, you know, if it works for them, they'll pick a slot and then, you know, we go from there. But I really can't, you know, I didn't start this business to work a hundred hours a week between like, you know, my full-time job and this job, you know, so I do have to, I, even though the long, you know, in the, in the long run, I do want, you know, my business to be full-time right now. I don't want to miss out on these like younger years of my kids because I'm trying to build something for the future when they're older and they really don't, you know, I don't want them to look back and be like, what, you know, you were working all that time, you know, now I'm grown up, you know? So I do think about that as well. Yeah, I think, and especially like everything that happened with COVID and everyone being home with their families more, I think that really brought it home to um for all of us even more. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like I said, I think I would be in a completely different place right now if it wasn't for COVID. And then as challenging as it was on so many levels for so many people, I will say like, I do really love where I am right now. I will say that like my priorities and and what I want out of life. I'm really excited to see where this takes me. You know, it's something that no one in my family has really gone down the path of entrepreneurship. So mm-hmm. I love when like my dad texts me. He's like, so how's the podcast thing going? You know, and he's like, I don't think he really understands what I do, but he's always really excited for me. And I love that. So like being able to share my journey with them um, because that was something that they felt that they could do is really rewarding as well. That's awesome. Yeah, I actually have a really funny story related to that. My my dad doesn't really listen to podcasts, but when my podcast came out, he like figured out how to listen to it on his iPhone. And he came home and said he had listened to it at work and he like didn't put in earbuds or anything. And my mom and I were like, did anybody ask you what you were listening to? And he's like, no, but he was like so proud that he listened to it. Oh, that's so cute. I love that story. (laughs) All right. Well, it's been so amazing talking to you. And I have one last question for you. What's one thing that you wish people knew about you that might not be obvious from your Instagram feed? Yes, this is a great question. I think, honestly, the first thing is that most of those posts are done by my VA. (laughs) So like, that's one thing, you know, like delegating has made me more consistent on social media. And I really feel like that was an amazing thing. But one thing to know is I have like a ton of food allergies, right? So like I've Mm -hmm. learned to cook and bake a lot and I don't post about that a lot on social media, Mm -hmm. um, but I'm always experimenting with a lot of things. So I, and I'm, so I'm gluten-free and I have a bunch of other allergies. So, and they're recent. So I'm always trying to Mm -hmm. like test things out with the kids. So they love to bake. They love to cook. My like 10 year old came home the other day. He's like, let's make a quiche mom. Like I've never had one, you know? So like we like experimenting. Um, so yeah, you wouldn't really be able to tell that from my social media, but I am a very terrible, um, gluten-free baker. Yeah. I have uh, several family members with like different diet needs or like health things that they need to eat certain ways. And so I started learning a few years ago, like different ways to make stuff too, because I love to cook and bake, but then like we couldn't eat. Well, technically I could eat some of this stuff, but (laughs) I wouldn't make that much food just for myself. So since I was cooking for like several people, I was learning and it is hard sometimes to like find the gluten-free versions, but I've also found like once you kind of start to figure things out you can make some really good food that is like 
gluten-free or low sugar, whatever it is. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, honestly, like at this point, I just make what I could eat and everyone else in the house eats it. <laughs> like, I don't have time to make like four different types of dinner. Like if yeah. mom's allergic to it, it's not on the table. <laughs> yeah, that really is the easiest way. I know I was trying to meal plan. And if you try to get everybody's input for the meal plan, then it's just like, it's too hard. Yes. It's so true. I think at this point, what like worked out really well for us is like, we just like, make a lot of stuff on the weekend like just like big mm -hmm. staple stuff and then throughout the week you just like mix it all together you know like whatever yeah. we're in the mood for um because mm -hmm. kind of similar to like my business and my schedule but like I still I, the same way I can't like block my time in small chunks I can't plan my meals out in that much mm -hmm. detail I just have to be way more flexible in general and like just do what works best for us so not only with my time, but also with my food, because I just might not feel like it yeah. <laughs> in the moment, yeah. even with my clothes. Like I can't pick out what I want the night before because in the morning I might change my mind. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Have you ever tried like one of the things we'll do is like, let's say we want spaghetti, but and you can get gluten free noodles. But sometimes instead we'll like take zucchini and turn it into the spirals and then have zucchini noodles instead of like regular noodles have you tried that yes i have like that spiralizer attachment that goes on your yeah, KitchenAid mixer <gasps> i love it it's so cool <laughs> yeah and i feel like i like i don't miss the pasta when you do that and you're getting extra vegetables yeah i think that was actually a mother's day gift <laughs> i haven't cooked that much like gluten-free baked stuff usually if i'm making something that's like gluten-free or low sugar like with the dessert it'll be something that doesn't have flour in it to begin with but i was trying to think if I've done any good gluten-free dessert, probably like oatmeal, like oatmeal peanut butter bars. Those naturally didn't have the gluten in it, I think. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like know. there's a lot of things that are like naturally gluten-free that people yeah. don't realize. Like my husband and I were like, went to the store the other day and like on the mm -hmm. box, it's like gluten-free. And we're like, that never had gluten in it. Like they're just advertising yeah, exactly. now. <laughs> yeah, I saw something like that the other day, too. It was like some sort of fruit or something and it said gluten-free and my mom was like that never i know it's like a banana with a sticker on it like yeah. <laughs> have you tried any good gluten-free desserts yeah I, I mean i like to bake a lot with almond flour so like there mm -hmm. are like gluten-free substitute flours and they're like a blend of stuff but i find like yeah. almond flour to be the easiest for me because it also like has other like benefits for us and the kids like it. So I make a lot of like almond flour pancakes and like almond mm -hmm. flour muffins that are like batchable. I can make a bunch of them at once. But what's my favorite? I'm trying to think. I made some gluten-free sugar cookies that were so mm -hmm. good. <laughs> and sound good. I know now that I'm talking about it, I want to go home and make them. <laughs> okay, well, that was fun because I know there's probably a lot of people who listen who might be gluten-free or have family members who are gluten-free, so I always like to share recipes and stuff. Yeah, honestly, any bake, not any, but a lot of, like, any, like, regular baking recipe, if you mm -hmm. just swap out the regular flour for, like, a gluten-free flour blend, the recipe usually comes out fine. Yeah. And that's been really helpful for me now that they, like, have that prepackaged flour blend and it's, like, a mix and there's, like, mm -hmm. extra stuff in it to make it rise. I've mm -hmm. been gluten-free for about 10 years now. And when I first went gluten-free, I don't really think that was, like, widely available. And mm -hmm. just in the last decade, it's, like, exploded. And it's much easier, I think, now. Um, there's so many more options now, I will say. Yeah, definitely. 
So yeah, I, that's a trick. If it says like, I'll put a full of a regular recipe and if it says like three cups of flour, I just use like three cups of gluten-free flour that I buy and it usually comes out. Well, this has been so much fun getting to talk with you. And so for everybody who listened, who's excited about what you had to share, will you let them know how they can connect with you more? Yes. Well, you could definitely check out my amazing website designed by Maya <laughs> <laughs> at hellopodcastmedia.com. They came out so amazing. Thank you so much. It was um, it was great working with you, I will say. Loved yeah. it. Can't Thank wait to, to work together again on another project. And then also I'm on Instagram. It's like my main my main place where I love to chat with people. And I am at Brit Rankon, Brit with two T's. And yeah, send me a DM. I love talking about podcast today. Or even if you found a really good gluten-free recipe, like send it my way. <laughs> Okay, that's awesome. I'll put all that in the show notes too. And yes, everybody definitely check out Brittany's website because it's amazing. Her business is amazing. And especially if you need help with your podcast, she knows what she's doing. Thank you so much. Wow, that was good stuff, right? To keep the inspiration coming, hit play on another episode. For show notes and links mentioned, head to myapalmerdesigns.com slash podcast. Thanks for being here.